All right. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm Nick Verity. I'm here with Dominic Massimilian. He is the COO of Vela, an incredible national house cleaning company um, with incredible internal operations. And we're we're excited to interview him today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. So Dominic, first, what do you guys provide and what areas and regions um, and what makes you different from some of the competitors out there? So currently we service the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we're in basically all the major neighborhoods in this area, and we're going to be expanding into the, the other major Texas markets um, in 2024, starting with our Austin launch on January 15th, which we're really excited about, and then on to Houston and San Antonio. And from there, we've got plans to expand into um, some cities in Florida and um, in the Southeast, like you know Nashville and Atlanta, some areas like that. So that's the direction we're going in. Uh, I would say what we provide that's different from the competitor is um, twofold. It's a seamless, easy user experience, which is basically a, a, a uh, something that doesn't exist in our industry. And uh, it's a really high quality service that is constantly refined and optimized through a feedback loop um, that feeds what we call our housekeeper performance model, which has been our key to success and how we've been able to scale you know, we've grown 775% in the last four years revenue wise. And the reason for that is because of this, this model, it really allows us to control for quality as we add employees, you know, we, we vet them, we train them, we onboard them. And that, that part is, you know, kind of goes without saying you, you if you want to do something great, you got to find great people to do it, but we really nurture them throughout their career uh, by taking great care of them, paying them the highest wages in the industry, and then you know running this performance model that allows us to really give them the feedback they need to excel. So that's what we provide that's really different from our competitors is we can guarantee the same experience for every customer that comes to Vela to book an appointment at scale. Incredible. And how's the business model? Is it residential only? Do you do commercial cleaning? Um, and you take a cut monthly or everyone can go on their own cadence as far as how much they need you. How's that work? So uh, we do all residential. We have some like small offices, you know, for some longtime customers that, um, you know, we we want to take good care of. And they're like, hey, can you clean my office or, you know, maybe my small business? But, you know, op- operationally, like staying in one lane, I mean, the, the 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 commercial cleaning business is a totally different business. It's a different employee demographic. It operates at different hours. It requires different equipment. So, you know, and residential is the space that we're, you know, best in class in and that we are really trying to corner. Um, as far as how the, you know, the, the cadence, we've got customers who book three times a week. We've got customers who book once a year, you know, and obviously we're trying to drive as many people, we're trying to drive that purchasing volume up as high as we can, but, um, you know, it's kind of all over the map. I mean, some people consider us their go-to, like their house doesn't get clean without us. Other people, they bring us in like as the big guns, you know, when they're having a party or families yeah. coming in town. Wow. And, um, so walk me through some of these systems that you mentioned, like, uh, the feedback loop with housekeepers, whether you're training them brand new or let's start from even like hiring and recruiting, let's start there and go all the way through to um, taking care of them and improving them uh, in the the experience for your users. How do you, how does that work? So um, our, uh, we, we use um, Indeed, you know, other sort of like ATS systems like that, but Indeed is really like our main sourcing 
uh, platform. We also have referrals, but, and those are really, you get really high quality employees. We have mm. a great internal referral yeah. program, but volume wise, you know, you need to go with Indeed. So we source yeah. candidates off Indeed. Um, we take them through like a kind of questionnaire that's got some knockout questions in it, you know, to make sure we just don't waste the team's time on anybody who's not viable. So we do that. We do a, a quick 30 minute interview, um, a Zoom interview. And then if they pass that, then we bring them on site for what we call a working interview where they essentially show, you know, we have them perform like three relatively easy tasks, but tasks mm -hmm. that indicate the type of approach the person takes to work and, you know, their ability to follow directions. So if I tell you, hey, wow. you know, clean that, you know, clean that countertop, right? And you look like you're half asleep and you're, you know, wiping the tabletop down, like at a snail's pace, like there's not that much to work with there, right? Whereas if you're getting after it, like we know, okay, this is great. This this person's got a lot of potential, right? Because we're really, we're not out there trying to recruit people with just experience. We just want people who want to work hard and want to, you know, work their way up the uh, up of our housekeeper. Uh, we call it our tier system, but basically build a career for themselves. That's kind of like right. the way we differentiate ourselves. So, and of course, when we're advertising for employees, we we showcase that we pay the highest wages in the industry. We've got paid time off. We've got benefits. Like we really, it's, it's like, a, you know, we differentiate ourselves from our competitors in the employee space by offering a real job, like a high paying, wow. rewarding, upwardly mobile job. You can make a career out of housekeeping here. And we've got people who've been here for 10 years. So, um, wow. So that's that's kind of how we that's our sourcing process. And then um, once we've we've finished screening. Right. So we usually only take like about one percent of the applicants that we actually look at. Right. Uh, just because, you know, we're, we're looking for the best of the best. So once we've we've finished that process, we put them through an intensive week long training program that's got everything from this is how you you know need to wear your name tag. This mm. is how you customer to. This is how you, you know, deep clean a master bathroom in a 7,000 square foot house, right? So it's like the whole, the whole thing. Like you, you, you try to get them as close to being an expert as someone who has only been training for a week can be, you know. So and that we, training, I bet it's standardized. Like, is it some yeah. like video learning and then in person and what like combination? Yes, it's yeah. uh, it's it's there's a video component to it. There's a um, there's a standard procedure that every that it, it's basically like it, they're in blocks. So, yep. you know, you've got like module one, we're learning about how to clean a living room and all the things that go into it. At the end of each module, there's a, a little quiz. So we've got like the trainer's got an iPad, the trainees all scan the QR code. They all take the quiz and everyone's got a pass for us to move on. Amazing. So it's very, very standardized. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of how we, you know, we, we produce great outcomes. And then, but as I was saying earlier, you know, the real key is like, I mean, just anybody who's been an athlete or even been to school, like a teacher can, you can have the best teacher ever and they can teach you a lesson for, you know, a month. But if you're not practicing, you know, practically applying your knowledge and having, yeah. it, you know, getting feedback on it, that's why you have quizzes. That's why you have midterms. That's why you have tests. It's the same thing for us. Like we really try to keep reinforcing those concepts and refining them as much as possible. So that's, that's where the housekeeper performance model comes in that I was referring to earlier. And that's, the algorithm that we've designed that allows us to take all these different metrics and collect all this feedback, everything from what, what is the housekeeper's vehicle look like in the morning? You know, we, they all drive company vehicles. So like, is the vehicle neat to like, how are they approaching cleaning this window? Like, is this, you know, are they moving their hand in the right direction? Are they doing mm -hmm. it at the right pace? Are they using the right amount of product? We take all that, we roll it up and we, we turn it into a score. So that score is how we measure our 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 team and how we get them better over time.
How did you learn? So a lot of these are principles of the best franchises in the world. Like, how did you guys come up with these systems over time? Um, yeah. So the, it's funny. So my mother is the founder and CEO of the company. So uh, she ran the business as a sole operator for 10 years before I joined. Like, I mean, I was in ninth grade when she founded the business, you know? So, so, um, and uh, once I jumped on in 2019, basically what happened was, she she wanted to see after because so my brother had just gone off to college he was the kind of the last one to leave the nest so she was like all right I want to see what I can do with this business maybe I'll sell it you know maybe I'll just I'll scale it up a little bit and turn it into like a small cash flowing asset you know she's she'd founded and exited two other businesses so she knows what she's doing so uh, she was ready to kind of take it to the next level so I came in and started systematizing everything nice as like a temporary solution and then eventually it became my you know my career. Um, and I think the way that we have been able to get to where we are is she has a very specific, exacting, and sometimes borderline unreasonable way that she wants things done. And, you know, as a COO, like if you're working with a great CEO, then you're often going to be like, I cannot believe I'm being tasked. Like, why can't we do this way easier thing to get yeah. the same result? Because you don't necessarily see what they see. But that's what how we've been able to be good is is sh she can see things about like how to do a great job in a house cleaning a house that I could never see, but mm -hmm. I get pushed to find the way to create that outcome, and that's how we built all of our systems. Amazing. So you're correct; the principles they come from from her. And you know, we used to be called Highland Park Housekeeping; that was the name of the business for a long time. We rebranded and changed to Vela, partially because we you know wanted to go national, but also because we were looking for a name that had the character and the ethos of our company built into it. And Vela is actually my great grandmother's name. Mm. And my mother learned from Vela the type of exacting way of just doing everything, not just cleaning a home, doing everything that then has become, you know, the way she runs the company. Yeah. I, I love companies that start even before process and automation with customer experience. I mean, if you clean. And I'm sure there's little details that go into doing a house that actually delight the customer. It results in referrals. It results in repeat business. And I love starting any process from that as the starting point. Like what's the yeah. best exact to your point um, yeah. way to do something. So the client is just really, really impressed. So yeah. I, I like that approach a lot. Um, and I like that you have a referral process as well. I always say the best leads on recruiting and sales come from referrals yep. and you can sit back and wait for it or you can go get it. Right. And so I like that you guys have a process for that as well. Yep. That's smart. Now, scale is a different question. You know, going from one region to multiple, what yeah. do you guys are anticipating are going to be the hardest parts about that? And like, how are you, how are you approaching that? So I would say that my main concern with Austin is the traffic because it's very densely populated mm -hmm. and Dallas is a largely populated, but not nearly as tightly packed mm -hmm. city. And a lot of the zip codes that we are target that we're targeting in Austin are close together, densely populated, high net worth, which is great for our business, mm -hmm. but we need to hit, you know, we, we do what's called real time. What I call real time booking is in like, we book by appointment. So with a lot of service businesses, it's like, an arrival window and then the timeline. Mm, yeah. definite. We don't do that. We're like, you know, okay, if your house is four bedrooms and four bathrooms, like it's going to take us four hours and we're going to be there at 830. We're going to leave at 1230. And in order to make that happen, we can only have a 15 minute travel and be, be profitable. 
we need a 15 minute travel time max between appointments. Mm. So my greatest concern is going to be, you know, replicating what we've done in Dallas. The 15 minute numbers just worked. You know, I don't necessarily have like a lot of, I've just kind of tightened up the teams so that they stay in these zip codes to make that happen. But I don't have any like math to back up that number specifically. Like, why isn't it 10 minutes? Why isn't it, you know, 13 minutes? It just kind of works out that way. So that's, that's kind of like my number one concern, but we've got great technology and, you know, also just kind of as a rule of thumb a 15 minute drive, even at a, at a crowded city will get you pretty far. So I think that's, that's number one. And then number two is just, you know, this will be the first time that the business has really, you know, it's, I mean, even like our Fort Worth, like our Fort Worth territory is drivable for me. Like I can get there in 45 minutes, an hour. Like Austin is not, you know, I got to get on a plane if I want to be there in 45 minutes. So it's different. And I think, you know, in the digital age, it's easy to kind of write off the value of like actually being present somewhere because it's like yeah. some people work remote and everything's on Zoom. And, you know, but I think it's just kind of a, an unknown. And you know how in business, I mean, I'm sure you know how it is. Like you never know what the next challenge is going to be. And then once you've kind of surmounted that challenge, there's another surprise waiting around the corner. So I'm, I'm under no illusions that, that I I've thought of everything, but um, you know, we're feeling good about our ability to, to go off into Austin and, you know, and, and then beyond. Smart. A big problem with service-based companies. And I know, cause my dad's on one for 25 years is, um, the employees call in sick or they're unreliable. It sounds like you've solved that in many cases just by paying them well, only hiring the best, filtering out the rest, et cetera. But how do you um, manage? Because usually it's not just one cleaner. Like how right. do you manage the crews? Do you appoint like one little leader to this region yep. who she or he is like the main person who manages four under them? Like how how does that structure work? Yeah, so we've got a, uh, or like a, what you would call like a regional manager. Um, so we've got one for kind of our central hub and then we've got one for North Dallas. So we'll have one in Austin and underneath them, we have basically like, um, they're kind of like assistant managers, but what they really are, are like performance coaches. So they're out in the field, like measuring the, how the housekeepers are executing and then giving that feedback back up to headquarters so we can run it through the algorithm and measure. Like the they go to the house. Yeah, they go out on the jobs like and and they record, you know, we have like wow. a, a standard form that has like data entry, you know, on a scale of one to five, like mm. how much is this person hustling? You know, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, did still, you come up still, with that? Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, That's I impressive. Did. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's still some quality, you know, there's some, some qualitative, some quantitative, you know, I mean, if I put something on sure. a scale of one to five, but it's, an it's subjective, it's still- sure qualitative, but it's, it's, it works, you know, we've, it, it's worked for us. So that's how that's structured. Um, and then as far as, you know, the teams, all of our housekeepers work in teams of two, there's mm -hmm. one team leader who is typically mm -hmm. the one who drives because we have company vehicles and, you know, I would say 50% of our workforce has a driver's license. So that's an easy kind of way to, you oh. know, figure out who's like in charge of the team. And then, uh, another, we just call housekeeper and both team leaders and housekeepers, they have their own career ladders they can climb, but they are like kind of defined roles. But I would say this, you know, with, to, to the question about the staffing, like how do we, how we solve that problem? It's not just, I mean, yes, hiring the best and yes, paying them well, but again, the housekeeper performance model, like mm -hmm. if someone is starting to fall off, like, you know, maybe they get a customer complaint and then the next month they 
calling sick. And then two weeks later, you know, they're giving their manager a hard time. Then they get another customer complaint. You can see where, where that's going. Now, obviously yeah. we do everything we can to retain them. We love our employees. We try to take excellent care of them. And I wish every single one of them would stay forever, but you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people sign for them to go. So we try to stay on the front end of that. So if, yeah. if we feel like someone's trending downward and we've tried to solve the problem and it's not working, we're hiring their replacement before they're on their way out. So that way we don't end up in a situation where we have to tell a customer, sorry, we can't come today. We don't have the staff. That's really smart. That's really smart. Two quick rapid fire questions. How's your referral process work? And then what technology do you use for scheduling and, and things like that on the back end? Referral process is a uh for the cuts for the housekeepers is yeah, a, for housekeepers. For housekeepers, it's like a a rolling bonus. So if someone stays for 90 days, you get X. If someone stays for 120 days, you get another X and then another X. And then as long as they're employed at the company, we just keep paying them every year. So it creates like this. I mean, we've I've got one housekeeper who's like the origin of like 15 of our employees. Because wow. it just yeah, it creates on these knock-on effects. Um, then the technology, we actually just uh, launched our own tech. Uh, it's a, we have a proprietary system that we built. So we used, we were on an off the shelf tool called Booker for a while. And uh, it was great, you know, especially in its day when my mom fired it up, she was like the only home services business like in the country with online booking, you know? And so, uh, and, and so, um, you know, that helped a lot, but it just came to the point where the workarounds and the, it was just not the tech debt got to the point where it was really hurting the business. So, you know, we, and we want to take things to the next level and technology is the way to do that. So we, we spent like a year vetting some developers and then we, you know, we built our own. So it took like six months and we actually just launched it on October 19th. Wow. Wow. Okay. So very recently. Yeah. And that's recently. expensive. That's an investment and yeah. I'm sure was expensive. And a lot of business owners are like, I don't want to pay 15 grand. I don't know how much you paid, but yeah, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. it's very expensive, but it's, you know, I mean, if you, you got a plan, you got to have a real reason why, like, it's not, Oh, this is just, I'm just annoyed with like having to deal with X, Y, or Z. Like, obviously you want to line up Mm -hmm. metrics. Like I figured out, for example, you know, we've our, our digital ad conversion rate from our slower, older website and booking experience to our new one went from like 1.5 to 6%. From massive. Yeah, massive. So like those types of things, you know, you see numbers, you, you can justify it. But it's, I mean, if you want to, you know, I mean, at least as far as I know, in our space, there is no off the shelf tool that's going to do what we needed to do to, to really scale up. So yeah, some other other industries, there's, I think more, you know, I think housekeeping is like still a very kind of like a, the wild west you know, no one's really like come into this space and like establish themselves. So I think in some of the other industries, you can get away with off the shelf tools. But I would say anybody who's thinking about building their own tech, like, you know, buckle up because there's a lot of things that are going to happen while you're building and at post launch that mm. are going to be very, very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Last question, I guess. What's one really hairy problem that you had to to solve and create a process around? And can you kind of walk us walk us through how you approach that and and the results and everything? Yeah. So the staffing problem, which persisted for, I mean, post COVID, as most business owners know, it was really rough out yeah. there. And, you know, no employees are are they've got a million options. Everyone's paying like sky high. No one's working. You know, there's all this money going around. 
it was like a, it was bad. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, and, and, and worse, you know, if you're trying to scale a business, like you gotta, I gotta be able to hire someone and say, okay, your job is to basically run this system to solve what, like up until this point has been like an unsolvable problem. So you have to make it like, it's a very, like, you can't, you know, I mean, especially for the business of our size, like I'm not going to go out and find some person who is head of HR for some like fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. And even if I did, they probably wouldn't actually, they'd be too far away from like the day to day to really be able to fix something like that. So what I did was, is I basically, I, I took the problem and I just broke it down into its most rudimentary parts, which is, okay, how do we, you know, without trying to get to like, how do I, how do I give someone a task that is so that's simple enough to where we can hedge our bets and solve the problem. So what I did was, is I boiled down our uh, hiring needs to the number of interviews that we had to schedule Mm. with prospective candidates to then take someone from an interview to, so I think for right now, the number is like, it's like 50 to one is the number we have right now. So but like during COVID, it was like, I think it was like 80 or something to one, like when COVID was still, yeah. So like we'd have to interview 80 people to get one new hire. So, you know, we just broke it down into, okay, if, if we need, cause, cause you know, you schedule an interview and like half people, they don't even show up, you know, on Indeed, like these big platforms, mm-hmm. they're just dropping their resumes and, you know, they don't even, they're not even really paying attention. So people don't show up. So we just, you know, we did that. So we just, I said, you know, okay, you got to schedule whatever, 10 interviews a day. And we started there and then we built the backup math so we could see, okay, who's kind of in the red, like who do we think is on their way out? And then how many people do we need to add to grow the staff so we could scale? And the, that was the number. And so you, I got it to the eight for our, our, so I actually went out and I hired someone who worked in, um, in used car sales to do our recruiting because those those guys are they are relentless like they will go out and make a hundred 200 phone calls a day so i put a guy in that that you know he he's not not with us anymore but he did a great job and we you know we grew the staff massively because he was just you know calling calling call i couldn't get him to keep anything organized but i was like just make this many calls a day, schedule these interviews and we're going to grow so that's what we did so that was our that was probably the toughest problem i've ever solved yeah well some of the best recruiting advice i've received is give the candidate a demo and not just some fake scenario, like a real scenario as real as possible and see how they do. Cause they, sometimes they crush the phone interview. They got all this experience. And then like you said, they're wiping at like the speed of a snail and you're like, yeah, exactly. Wait a second. (laughs) Resume (laughs) is not like this. No, no. Um, that is like some of the only great way to, to vet someone is like, have them do the real practical application. That's why when I'm hiring Mm. salary, when I'm hiring the higher level employees, like I always have a case study Mm. or like a presentation or something. Cause you know, you don't, everybody's going to give you their best in an interview. No, I mean, it's rare. You interview an applicant and you ask them a question like, Oh, are you, you know, does the sound of does hard work sound good to you? No, one's going to say no, you know, those are the, like everybody could say what the right things, but I think practical application is so key. So, yeah. Well, um, any last thing you want to share with people on, you know, operational excellence or anything before we go here? I would just say, you know, if you're building a system, think about, okay, uh, who is my least motivated and least capable employee? If I gave them this system, Mm -hmm. could, could I still get the outcome I wanted? If the answer is yes, you've got a good system. If the answer is no, 
then you need to rework your system. Because if you can, if 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 the bottom tier can run the system and it still works, then you put someone great in there and they'll take it to a whole new level. Super smart, super smart. Well, uh, Dominic, I really appreciate this. this was yeah. a great interview and I wish you guys the best as you scale. It seems like other than maybe the traffic issue, yeah. um, you guys are well poised to go to go into several regions. Well, thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Where where are you located? Uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Well, I'll let you know when we're out there. I'll give you a, we'll, we'll do a free, free clean. Looks like you've got a pretty clean place back there, but you know, who knows if I looked around the corner, maybe yeah, I, I yeah. might not cover something. Under the desk. So we'll, we'll come take care of you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I use a cleaner now, but um, it's all text and random and yeah, you know, would love a specific process for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll bring one out there soon. Okay. Um, awesome, man. Thank right, you.